The Life of General Belisarius. Belisarius Surprises Rome. Well, the next military operation of Totila was to station several squadrons of his army on Mount Algidus, about 18 miles to the southward side of Rome. Around the central camp, he placed outposts at considerable distances in order to prevent any sally from his enemies at Puerto and to keep them, as it were, imprisoned within their walls. His remaining forces then marched under his personal command to attack the Byzantine troops and Italian insurgents in the southern provinces, and nearly all the citizens of Rome with their wives and children were led captive in his train. The lower classes of the Romans were dispersed through the plains of Campania, and those of senatorial rank guarded in the towns, whence they were directed to send in secrets some of their domestics through Lucania and Calabria, enjoining their vassals to quit the Byzantine standards and again betake themselves, as usual, to the occupation of husbandry. This order was obeyed by many of the Calabrian peasants, but their cooperation had already afforded great advantages to John the Sanguinary. He had become the master of Toronto, and finding that city of considerable extent and ill-provided with bulwarks, he was fearful of defending, yet unwilling to abandon so important a position. He therefore judiciously insulated by a deep trench the line and lined with ramparts a narrow neck of land which projects into the bay, and which by this means answered every purpose of a citadel. At the time when Totila marched against him, the Byzantine officer was far northward in Apulia and did not await the enemy's approach and precipitously fled to Otranto. Seeing no enemies to encounter in the field, Totila fixed his headquarters, Gargano, a mountainous promontory of the Adriatic, chiefly remarkable in modern times for the city founded by Manfred the Usurper and the miracles attributed to Michael the Archangel. From this station, the Gothic monarch sent detachments which overran a great extent of open country and reduced the fortress of Alcherantus, the greatest in Lu- the strongest in Lucania. To counterbalance this success, he received intelligence that Spoleto had been surprised by the Byzantines. It was lost as it had been won through treachery. A Byzantine officer, one of the followers of Bessius, had by permission of Belisarius assumed the part of a deserter in hopes of recovering his captive family and afterwards striking some sudden blow in favor of his countrymen. Martian, such was the name, had hastened to Rome and been favorably received by Totila and had been appointed to a military command in the garrison of Spoleto. The wall of that city had been raised after its capture by the Goths, but they had converted a neighboring amphitheater into a stronghold by closing the lower arches and defending the higher as ramparts. A larger share of the troops of Spoleto consisted of Byzantine deserters, who were urged by promises and arguments by Martian to return to their former standards after redeeming their treachery by some signal service. This active agent also entered into correspondence with the Byzantine garrison at Perugia, and by the joint attack of repentant deserters and advancing auxiliaries, they easily overpowered the Gothic force, put the greater number to the sword, and led, and led the captive survivors to the camp of Belisarius. Now, Totila, elated with the capture of Rome and the flight of John the Sanguinary, and justly considering the reduction of Otranto as a secondary object, Totila resolved to turn his arms against Ravenna, the center and the citadel of the Byzantine force in Italy. He had already begun his march along the Adriatic coast when a splendid exploit of Belisarius recalled him with quickness to the banks of the Tiber. 
So bold and adventurous does this scheme appear in its conception, so unlikely seems the success with which it was attended, that were it not upheld by the most unquestionable testimony. As it was, as Procopius tells us, declared by everyone, at first, to be impractical and insane, nor does history anywhere display a like attempt to this of Belisarius, accepting his own former enterprise as Pizarro, which he now repeated on a larger scale and with more illustrious scene. He decided to throw himself into Rome with a few thousand men at his disposal, to repair the demolished ramparts in, his few, in a few days, and stand the, the desperate siege which Totila would doubtlessly undertake. In order to ascertain how far this project might be feasible, and the view in person the state of the Eternal City, Belisarius sallied forth with a chosen squadron of 1,000 soldiers, the Gothic officers at Algidus having been apprised through treachery of this intended excursion, did not fail to station several bodies of troops in ambush on the road, when suddenly assailed the inferior force of Belisarius. The barbarians fought with spirit, but the Byzantines were animated by the presence and example of their leader, and after a long and obstinate engagement repelled the enemy with great slaughter nor were there any further molested in returning to Porto. So decisive, indeed, was the skirmish that the barbarian army appears from this time to have confined itself within its camp at Algidus, and offered no opposition to the Byzantine general, when shortly afterwards he began to execute his plan. He marched to Rome with the greater part of his forces, February 547 A.D., leaving only one small squadron as a garrison at Porto. Since the retreat of Totila, the capital had for, for 40 days remained desolate and lonely. Nearly all the inhabitants had forsaken it. Beasts of prey were seen prowling around the tenantless dwellings. This silent and solitary scene was animated by the arrival of Belisarius and by the unwearied activity with which he labored to fortify and maintain his station. The Sicilian corn and other supplies, which had been amassed at Puerto for the relief of Bessius, were now conveyed without hindrance by numerous vessels on the Tiber, and served to replenish the public granaries and magazines. Those citizens who had fled to the neighboring villages were recalled by the love of their birthplace, and the villagers themselves were attracted to Rome by a liberal distribution of food. It was impossible in so short an interval to attempt a complete repair of the demolished portions of the walls. No material from the quarry was provided for construction, no mortar for cement, but the united and incessant toil of the whole garrison raised in the breaches a rude pile of broken fragments and irregular stones, resembling less a rampart than a ruin. Even in the present age, the practiced eye of the antiquarian discerns, or fancies its discern, in several places in the Roman walls hastily repaired by Belisarius, and the fragments of ancient edifices inserted in the structure. To protect these shapeless bulwarks, the ditch which Belisarius had deepened in the former siege was cleared from fallen rubbish and bristled on every side with pointed stakes. From the absence of workmen, the general found himself unable to restore the city gates, which Totila had actually torn away. But employing the expedient by which the Spartans had supplied their want of walls, he carefully selected some of his most undaunted soldiers to line the vacant space. And thus, by singular revolution of the wheel of fortune, Belisarius, after the lapse of often years, and so many unavailing victories when again was again reduced to his former situation. 
enclosed in Rome with far inferior forces, awaiting the aggression of the Gothic king Totila. Quite a struggle is going on for Rome back and forth, and Belisarius is just incredible at his ability to rally his forces. So we'll see how he does next time. Sources for this, The Wars of Justinian by Procopius, History of Byzantium by, the, by Norwich, Byzantine Art of War by Decker, Byzantine Early Centuries by Norwich, and The Life of Belisarius by Mahome. So I hope you enjoyed that. As always, don't forget to come by the website, summahistorica.com or historyaccordingtobob.com, and ask a question, leave a comment, check out our merchandise, and if you like what we're doing, please feel free to support us. Thank you very much.